Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. All right, Mots, we are back. Episode 48 of The Rink Shrinks. It's a mailbag episode uh, with some great questions along with a bunch of other hockey topics to discuss. What do you say? You ready to go? Let's go. All right, Mots, we are back. Episode 48 of The Rink Shrinks. Mailbag episode. Uh, we're in the holiday spirit here. What's going on, my man? Anything? Uh, not too much. Um, I mean, I just would say i asked for a couple of things um when i was younger it was a drum set and a dog that was on my wish that was on your list every year every single year and i got nothing kid wow. so i just hope that like well you got a dog in your older older life but the well, the drum set you're still waiting for it yeah i'm still waiting for it so my mom and dad were like absolutely no chance we're gonna have him making noise you know in this small smaller house that we have we could be like in when you get the garage finished we could be like stepbrothers out there me and you (laughs) get the drum set yeah we'll get the dog out there and just have a time just wail away on it i might have to Dip the bean bag on there, but we'll we'll make it work. Uh, I will. I so, will so, tell you the the story about getting a dog. So I'm in the minors. I'm with uh, Courtney in Cincinnati, and I called my brother. I'm like, "Hey, I got a dog." He's like, oh, "What's up? What would you get?" I'm like, "I got a pug." He's like, "You small dog loser, yeah. <laughs> yeah, loser." And I'm like, nah. He's like, what, are you going to take it for a carry? I'm like, not a chance. So I'm walking it around the apartment complex. And next thing you know, like, I have to take Nellie for a little carry back to the house because she was too tired. Oh. So I had to call him full disclosure. And um, long story short, he, you know, he ripped me. Yeah, of course he did. Yeah. Rob well, probably that, wanted that, you to get like a, a bull mastiff or something. No, like I was between that and a uh, the big dog would be the uh, boxer breed. Yeah. And it was an hour and 15 minutes away. So uh, we did not get the boxer, obviously. And you're just a pug guy ever I'm since. I'm a pug then. guy, kid. I'm a pug guy. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, we uh, definitely in the in the holiday spirit here. I can't remember ever. I think all I ever wanted on my Christmas list was like, Hockey stuff, to be honest, like sports things. I don't yeah. remember ever putting a a dog. Definitely not a drum set. But speaking of <laughs> uh, of concerts, my kids, my my Colin and Liam had a little school sheet show today. They sang a couple songs. Always exciting to to get to those school concerts. Those things are a, just a blast. Yeah, I I I, I, f- I find them so amusing and seeing kids like saying they, they don't want to be. They yeah. do not want to be up there. I was disappointed though. The band didn't play this year. The band's usually like that's epic. I think we've talked about it before. Like just some kid wailing on the trombone that has no idea what he's doing. <laughs> it's it's amazing. Yeah. But I didn't they, they didn't play this year. It's probably, I don't know, 
maybe numbers are down with COVID or something, but yeah, it was, uh, it was good. They were, uh, they were up there belting some Santa Clauses coming to town or whatever. They do it each by each by class, but, uh, it was, it was fun. Fun that's, to see it. So it was good. Yeah. That, that, that's great with the, uh, you know, the holiday concerts. I miss my daughter's, uh, viola. Um, so I, I didn't even know what a viola was, but I was like, just going to say, what's that? No, it's kind of like a violin slash like guitar, I guess. I don't know. A viola. Like I go, is that a violin? She's like, no, it's a viola. I thought you would like that. That was like another word for a concert or something. No, 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 no. So it's a, so that's it's, an instrument. Instrument, yeah. So it's that a must string. sound great. <laughs> yeah. So it's a string instrument that she worked hard at, and uh, you know, I was like, hey, wh- when was your solo? And she's like, Dad, I didn't have a solo. I'm like, I mean, Mom had you know video of you. Well, where's your solo? Because you worked so hard at it. So at the end of the day, like it, it's just cute. Like you know, she worked hard at like doing her part and whatever. But I yeah, think but that's you really- still don't have a drum set. So well, we got to. I'm catch tone deaf on. and have no rhythm. So mom and dad probably saw that coming. Yeah, like, yeah. He's just gonna make noise. And uh, so I picked up a guitar later in life, and still terrible. But um, you know, the, they're ahead of their time. They're like, hey, you know what? They identified a skill set. Like there's not a chance that this will be good, and we don't want to have him banging it, you know, in our in the in the room next to our bedroom. Yeah, yeah, probably a great decision by Mama and Papa Mott. Yeah. That's for sure. Bob and Mabel. Yeah, absolutely. Shout out to them for not getting you that drum set. Uh, but maybe later on in life you'll you'll get one. You never know. Never too late. So never I always said if I wasn't a professional hockey player, I wanted to be a rock star. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The, the the guitar isn't taken, but you know, well, let's get a little drum set going. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into a little hockey talk here. Right, uh, obviously, it, it we get some great questions that uh, are coming up, but I, I wanted to bring up how about uh, John Tortorella? His quote: Did you see the, what he said about uh, the Trevor Zegers pass to Sonny Milano? Like, are you serious? So I, I can hear from you that it you're against what he said i'm gonna say so you don't know what he said no 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 i'm gonna say that i agree enough with him where he's just trying to take a stance on this but like i'm telling you he has the right say message but it's kind of like gonna be pushback because it's so awesome of a play right for, for me i agree with him in the in like a smaller space and he's the guy that has the balls to say it really um it's not 1998 early 2000s game and he referenced that it's like yeah you know you would get your wrist chopped off or you know you get cleaned up but I do still feel his message. Don't practice that. Practice like passing the puck on the tape. It's like simple, simple stuff. So he didn't say all that stuff, but like that's how I felt after he said it. Yeah, he's going against the grain and kind of saying what he wants to say, but I agree with him. 
on some small level. So I know that you didn't agree with it. So let me. I just think it's. I just think it's fool. Like all right. So it's cool. I'm not trying to be a fool here. Okay. Well, if anytime you start out with a quote saying I'm not trying to be a fool, yeah, he knows he's in the wrong. Exactly. But uh, I'm not so sure it's good for the game. If you did that back in the 2000s, late 90s, you'd get your head taken off. It's cool. It's cool to watch, but I'm not sure it's good uh, for the game, and I stand by that. But it's like, you know, the skill development and to go out and be creative and make plays has never been better. Never mind actually trying to grow the game and get people talking about it, and there's a reason why, you know. 50 it's million on, views. Right, right. Like, that's that's – amazing and at the end of the day it was a bad defensive play like he should be hating more on the on the on the defensive player like you should have went and attacked the guy and not allowed him that to do that like they sat there and and basically allowed that to happen and trust me we talked about it before too like oh the michigan and kids always trying it and things like that like i think it's great that you know kids should be out in trying to do it, I actually had a kid in my game like pick the stick, the, the puck up, and put it in the upper corner the other day. It was pretty sick. And like my kids on the team, they almost really didn't even react to it. They're like, "Oh, that was that was awesome!" Like, it, you know, it's becoming normal, and kids are trying and they're trying to be more creative and things like that. Um, which I think is is it's it's all good. But again, like, yes, the the defender for Buffalo made a bad defensive play, and they capitalized on it. Like he could have probably just passed the puck to the to Sonny Milano and he could have no, tapped no, it in no. too. Like, yeah, right. I agree. You, you know what I mean? So, so weird to like like after it, you it, see it multiple times. I'm like like he's Yeah, wh- wide what are open. they doing? It, 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 yeah, in the crease. He's wide open. Right. Not only is the guy behind the net wide open, like uh, being allowed to do whatever he wants, like Milano's yelling to him to do the Michigan, which right. is crazy. You know what I mean? So it, it, again, it was, you know, a bad like defensive play kind of all around and that's what he should be i guess more upset about it's like yeah back in the day you know people had to pay the price to go to the net and things like that i kind of get what you, you you're saying there and it it's still the case i mean to look at you know there's still body contact that goes on in hockey look at like jacob truba there was a few different hip hits yeah, this yeah, past yeah, week with out. guys yeah clean out too clean cleaning guys out which hey like that's more of like the message. It's still a, a, a physical hockey game. It was just an awful defensive play. But I think in terms like he sounds like an idiot because the overall you know, like the quote is like, oh, it's not good for the game. Like, no, it's good for the game. It's great for the game. There's 50 million people that just watch that video. There's people that, you know, are actors and actresses and famous people that are actually out now and they're, they're viewing it, which is like seeing the creative creativity and it's bringing, you know, kind of light to the sport and seeing how talented some of these guys are. I mean, trust me, I sat there behind the net at practice the other night, and I'm flipping pucks to kids like when we're supposed to be picking them up at the end of the day, and I'm yelling like, dude, do, do the Zegris. Like, it, it it's cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I think his message is like everyone's taking it as black and white, but I agree with some of what he's saying, to be honest. Right. With you, because all these kids are – gonna try and do something I, I call it stupid when the right play would be to protect it and move it north to south or like low to high below the goal line it's like well what is real hockey so his his um kind of like kind of perception of bad for the game he didn't you know he didn't really 
kind of like make a very good point for why it's bad. Right. In my opinion. But when the play is to make a, a regular play, instead of this skilled stuff that's cool to watch and, you know, fun to do. I, I, did, I just, I look at it two different ways because right. I want, I want all the skill. Uh, like it's so fun. Like I was like, wow, what a play right? right? for Sonny to like, let it come down below the crossbar and like whack it in. Yeah. I would and, and to actually connect on it. <laughs> right. And he's actually yelling for it. And then unbelievable. I think it's an unbelievable play, but Tortorella's comments are, I, just I, don't, think they, I don't think that they're f- that far off. Whereas people like going one way or the other. Like, I think he's correct on some level though. Cause like, it, it really goes back to what we talk about a lot. It's like watching games, like 50 million views. Like who cares? Like, like then all of a sudden like that, everyone thinks that's the value of hockey, you know, like, or, or being like a hockey player. no, being valuable in certain areas of the ice and all this stuff is what we talk about all the time. So it, it does promote the game to maybe some uh, different uh, markets or different people because it's it's been out there a lot. Um, but at the end of the day, you get a nice skill play that's never been done before. And it's cool to watch, actually. Yeah, no, it's cool to watch. And we could beat it up and, and yeah. talk more and more about it. But I guess we set up Pete's piece and you're, you know, just obviously a huge torts guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, he is a mask guy, kid. Yeah, I know. I know. But he's a main guy. For him. I never played for him. I know he has a short uh, shelf life, but I think I would have liked playing for him, by the way. Yeah, I think I would have, too. But he's a main guy, too. Remember that. Yeah. I don't like main. I'm UNH guy. Big rivalry there. Yeah, but then you could sort your differences. Off. Actually, his brother was an assistant coach at UNH after after my time there. He was uh, at Colby as well. Yes, exactly. And exactly. where is he now? Jim, right? That's his name, Jim. Uh, I don't know where he is now. I don't. I don't think he's coaching right. anymore. I, I think he is, but uh, well, we'll have maybe to look it up. maybe look it up. Uh, look it up while I talk to you about Skit Scott, where obviously you could see the Trevor Zegers goal and, or Sonny Milano, the amazing flip play that was so good for the game. Uh, oh, it's a new, it's a new video based Skit Scott's a new video based social media platform that combines the best functionalities of TikTok and Instagram. Uh, Skit Scott's feature rich audio and video editor allows its users to create videos up to one minute long. The platform allows users to use augmented reality filters, picture-in-picture, layered audio, and other editing tools found only in costly movie production rooms to express themselves in a short video. Skitscott is also a secured social media platform that respects the privacy of its users. Skitscott does not share, trade, or sell any personal information of its users. This app is made in the USA, just like Trevor Zegers. Get your skitty on. And... John Totorella. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, when you listen to him talk, he sounds like he's from uh, Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan or something. Yeah, but he's uh, he's definitely a Boston guy. But Jim, uh, so I'm just giving you uh, the, the recent results here. So he was at Harvard in 2019-20. Uh, oh, okay. It's 19. He, it's 21-22 yeah, um, now. 11, 12 through 17. Oh, he was there five years. Wow. 
Yeah. Um, but Colby, uh, prior to that, for a yeah, long time. Yeah, I knew he was at Colby for a long time. And yeah. I, I know a couple guys that played from. No, obviously, you know, great hockey bloodlines and, and right, things like right. that. It's just an old school quote and, and you know, whatever. Yeah, but uh, I, I don't mind him ruff, ruffling. I fellas. know. I, he's, yeah, a, that, I do yeah. love it. I love yeah. it. He's a exactly, yeah. and he'll probably have a, a a coaching job soon. He's he's you I know hope so. he'll yeah. go in and and fix a team up quick. That's for damn sure. And like you said, he he has a shelf life, but he definitely can get the job done in the short term. Um, real quick, uh, you know this uh, Chase Prisky uh, yeah. who's down with the Florida Pins. I love this. I, I cool. you know I figured it was awesome to bring up uh, his quote about his mom. Um, you know she is his father passed away. And he's a Florida kid, and you know you you can find the the uh, the quote exactly on on social media and things like that. But you know she went to work, worked three jobs so that he could uh, chase his dream, and ended up playing a game uh, the other night for the Panthers, which I thought was just fantastic and shows the sacrifice that those hockey moms make out there. And, and big shout out, um, you know, to him for you know making it. And I know he had a good career at Quinnipiac. You must have watched him and. The college days. Uh, I think he was drafted by Washington. Yeah. Um, I, I but, just, you know, I, I would just say um, what I heard from him walking in to the building for his first NHL game. His dad used to work there. Oh, really? I didn't he, hear that. Yeah. So it's like he used to go in there as a kid mm-hmm. and walking in as a. NHL hockey player playing in his first NHL game, it, like it gave me goosebumps. So like, you know, and, and then on top of that, about the, the story about mom uh, grabbing three jobs just to make him able to like be able to play hockey, really, right? And provide. It's you know, it's just selflessness upon, and you got these people um, that you know. When you see these good stories, and when he is playing his first NHL game in the uh, arena where his dad played, who passed, it's like his dad worked, yeah, right. Uh, oh, yeah, he passed and he's worked, and it's like one of these like beautiful stories, and it should be shared and it should be encouraged to like just understand hard work, people, and you know, uh, self perseverance, uh, like for this kid to be able to get to the NHL and mom is the, the hero in this story. Absolutely. No, well said good stuff. And obviously hopefully he can uh, continue on. Obviously the, the Panthers are making some noise down in Florida and uh, you know, hopefully he can stick with them and continue on and, and continue to make his father up in heaven proud. And obviously his mother uh, for all her sacrificing and, and being able to, you know, get him there is, is, is definitely special. So great stuff out of him. Um, what about this USA hockey, uh, announcement today? Did you see it, Mots? I actually didn't. I, uh, you know, was waiting on you to, uh, you're waiting on me to, 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 to talk about it. Get up. Okay. Uh, all right. USA hockey and of a special task force to address officiating, uh, issues. Uh, Colorado Springs, Colorado, a special task force to address the current state of officiating within USA Hockey has been appointed by USA Hockey President Mike Trimboli. It was announced today that char- the 
charge of the task force is to explore challenges relative to officiating that exist today, recruitment, retention, and treatment of officials among them, and work to formulate a co comprehensive plan that provides volunteers across the country with resources and strategies to address those challenges. We're not alone in youth sports in regards to some of the issues that exist today. I definitely agree with that. Said Trimboli, um, we have experienced, we have an experienced cross-section of, of thought leaders uh, to put together on this, oh, I'm sorry, put together on this task force who will help our sport take positive steps forward. What are your thoughts? Well, I think, I mean, we talked about it at length about the uh, the refs and the spotters, we would say. We would call them spotters. Mm -hmm. um, it's, was that the bounces we talked about having? Oh, yeah. I, mean, like, just, I was saying, like, get, you could talk double people. dip as a, a cop, you know, but, like, but, like <laughs> no, you don't want to do that. I just um, would think that there is something in place now where – it's really about just the integrity and the um, the line. It gets crossed. You have to be penalized as a parent, coach. The refs are here. They make the game go just as much as the players, if yep. not more, right? If you think about it, they dictate a lot. But if there's no ref, there's no game usually, right? So, you know, you have to put your, you know, come out in your jeans and grab your, you know, Nike is from 98 <laughs> and uh, and just start buzzing around and, like, making calls. So, at the end of the day, I don't mind. I don't mind, like, this, like, say, you know, push to, like, make it correct. Let's just say that. USA Hockey yeah. is doing a lot of good things. Um, but there's a real, real need for this right now, and I, I think they're they're making the right strides, in my opinion, to um to kind of you know get it right and make sure that number one there is still involvement coming from the youth, um, maybe grabbing some older you know people, uh, men and women, to ref and fill that vacuum, that void, that. Uh, Gino and uh, you know young Gino and older Gino talked about you know, when we right. talked to, to them uh, you know a few podcasts ago. It's like there is a vacuum and there's a need. So hopefully we can uh, you know figure that out. And yeah, I mean I, I I hope that it gets figured out. I mean I know that this weekend uh, I had five games, and you know there's been couple games um yeah so i've i've had seven games and since we last recorded that i've either five of them i've coached and two i've watched uh at the older games at the at the high school age my sons you know there was two refs there for for both games which i think is important uh at the younger levels there was a couple games a couple out of those five that there was just one referee there and it's it's very difficult um i did see uh, i was in foxborough saturday i saw a couple parents get kicked out of the rink, uh, which, you know, hats off to the referees for doing it and not putting up with, you know, these moron parents uh, yelling at them from the stands. I mean, that's like, that's what it takes. And 
I love it. And, and, you know, one of the kids, uh, I didn't catch his name, but he was, he was younger. He probably wasn't, you know, he's probably 18 years old or so, maybe even a little younger. And he had the balls to just, you know, basically skate over to a father and say like, Hey, get out. Like I'm not dropping the puck and you know what? Hats off to him. Like, I, I think that's how it has to be done. Um, because they, they, they do not, uh, they do not deserve to be treated like that. Whether you disagree with a call or not, it's youth hockey. Like it's complete and utter just nonsense. If you're a parent yeah. yelling from the stands, and they obviously, uh, they weren't from my team because oh. if they were from my team, I would have addressed it um, from a coaching perspective. And, and, you know, again, I'm not, like it's just unacceptable behavior. It's just learn to keep your mouth shut. If you can't, then stand behind the glass and, um, you know, where you can yell and scream and nobody's going to hear you type of thing. You know what I mean? Like up top. So we got our Bri, uh, our guy, Bri Dunny, uh, reffing, uh, and he sent me a, a little video of a guy and I heard the audio of it. Brian Donovan's and, reffing. Oh yeah. No way. Brian Donovan rang, rang someone up because he called them X, Y, Z. There was like no checking, but like the, the, the kids were checking, whatever. So he preferenced it and, you know, talking to me. And then next thing you know, he sends me the video and he rang a, a guy out of the rank. And I was like, I love Good. it. Yeah. Brian, well, that's what has to be done. Yeah. Brian Dunny. Great job. Yeah, great work. No, only, uh, only because he's he, like what you're saying. Like, yeah, he can take it. Like, he's a yeah. He's kid. yeah. I was gonna say yeah. No, like he, he'll take whatever you want to say. But like, if you're crossing the line with these kids, like, and making them play a certain way, he's gonna, you know, have a little bit of a stance and and ring you out if you're not kind of promoting the right message. Let's just right. say, and right. that's what he did. So, uh, congrats to. To be Dunny, and I just uh, you know enjoy uh, his his company when he's uh, he's around and, and talking hockey. I think there's such a and but there's so much hockey now too. Like it it's crazy. Like I was talking to a guy, um, a couple guys, and their kids are playing it at, at the club level. It's the what's the is that league called the ACHA? That makes sense. Mm, I don't know. One kid's playing down at Fairfield, another yeah, one's playing up at up yeah, at Marist. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was talking to just you know friends of mine's dads, and they were talking about like how great of an option. Like their kids are loving it. They're freshmen, sophomores. One's maybe a a, a senior, um, and they talked about that ACHA that option for kids going to play um, American Co Collegiate Hockey Association. Yeah, ACHA. So I was spot on. Uh, yeah, money. so like, but with that being said, there's just I think part of the shortage too with these referees and like the task force, there's just so much hockey like, and all right. So a guy goes and reps that ACHA, they probably have at least three referees, a head ref and two linesmen and the linesmen are probably going and getting, you know, let's just say $75, a uh, hundred bucks for that game. Right. And it's no nonsense. It's probably minimal parents, minimal crowd in the stands. And it's like, as a, as a guy like Brian Donovan, who's just getting into hockey refing and, you know, but, but played the game, played college hockey, like this, they, they need him at that higher level. And 
even if they were like, all right, no, we, you know, can you do a squirt game for $25 and you're going to be dealing with these lunatic parents yelling and screaming, things like that. Would you rather do that for 25 bucks for the hour or go do one of these ACHA games or a division three, you know, hockey game or even a high school game for that matter for more money. And, and so it's, it's just, there's just so much more hockey out there today than there was when, when we were, you know, when we were playing. And I think that it, it all kind of, I don't know what I'm saying, but there's just so much hockey out there. It's, it, it's crazy. You know what I'm, do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. And like, I talked to Brian about this and like, he's, he's like, I got three games and you know, like he's willing to like just work, but he's not getting the number per game. If, cause he could still ref that, you know, American, uh, the, 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 the hockey, whatever the, the acronym that you said, I don't even know. ACHA. Yeah, so I'm just like whatever, like that. That's but that's more money for him. But like, so he's just getting into it and is already able to do that, right? And he's doing. He's actually doing both, right? So, so that's what I mean. So he doesn't even have like, but you he, know, he has no. He has no kids in the. You know, he's just trying to do the right thing, right? Which is great. Yeah, the, the Gino Bender probably like you know called him and like, dude, we need more refs. Yeah, and this kid is a solid has like legit like per, uh perception on what's right and wrong and um you know he can deal with guys and i love seeing like the video of him ringing some dude up i know i gotta like, can you send me that dude. i didn't see it i'll send it over to you oh that's funny all right um, let's get into the mailbag let's get into the mailbag before we do uh, i want to talk to you quickly about tsr hockey uh, reach out to the team staff at TSR for any apparel your team uh, may need. You can reach their team store at 603-912-5970. Ask for Mike or Dave, and they'll take care of you. TSR stocks team apparel from CCM and Bauer and does everything in-house embroidering and printing. Uh, TSR Hockey is New England's premier hockey store and is proud and is a proud sponsor of the Rink Shrinks. Visit tsrhockey.com. Make sure you stock up on those uh, Christmas presents so you're not stuck, you know, giving your kid a drum set. You can actually give him like a six stick or, or something like that, like Mott's wanted. Come on, man. I mean, but they'll yeah, take Gary up there, that's for sure. They, they, they will there. take Gary. They don't have drum sets, but they, I know. They, if they had drum Gary. sets, forget about it. Yeah, so my, my mom and dad would have. If they had out. drum sets, I if they sold the drum sets, <laughs> I would go up there and get you a drum set. I, I, yeah, I know. No, you one hundred percent challenge. They don't have it. I know, right? They don't so have it's it. easy to say. It's easy to say. Yeah, very true. Very true. All right, you ready to dip into the old mailbag? I did All want right. to shout out quickly. Uh, World Junior teams. There's some local guys. I'm excited for that tournament. And uh, what's the best? It's it, it it's awesome. I don't want to go through it through it all, but obviously that's going to be a uh, a you know a big uh, big tournament coming up. So best of luck to those guys, and hopefully we have some listeners there. And and a real quick before we get into the mailbag, six years ago today, again it's uh, December fifteenth when we're recording right now, um, was when Wit sent out his little tweet about starting a podcast. He tagged Big Biz. Uh, Biz had a hilarious response that he had two goals before Christmas. It was a Christmas miracle. He was still playing. <laughs> um, and then, you know, IRA chimed in and, you know, kind of the rest is history. So shout out to the Chicklets guys because obviously we sure as hell wouldn't be here if it wasn't for those guys. And uh, it's six years. It's kind of uh, it's kind of wild when you think about it. 
Yeah, it, it seems like six years seems like a long time, but it's kind of a short time for how successful they've been. Right. So, uh, so, so great. Like uh, I was talking about Wit today. Um, you know, Sitchwit Punk always loved, uh, <laughs> yeah, always loved his game. Went back and skated it there against him when I was at BC. Uh, and I'm like, hey, who's this lanky freshman? He was a tall freshman. drink of water. Right. So it was like just so happy for good people to uh, do well. And I actually uh, promote the game and spread spread the game as much as they do. It's uh, it's pretty impressive. So uh, six years. Good job. Yeah, here's to 60 more. I'm sure Witt's going to keep working for that long. Yeah, imagine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> He's on the pro tour soon. No, he had the elbow surgery, so no, he's kind of hey. That, that's motivation to like just work at the game. I yeah. can't wait to text him and be like, "The sandbagger needs to happen very quickly." Yeah, so yeah, we, we need yeah. him when he's recovering. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, so, so he's all banged up. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, good. Uh, you know, keep up the great work with those guys, and obviously, we've appreciated their all their help, and you know, them having us on and kind of helping us grow and things like that. So. Great work by those guys. Uh, all right, Mots, what do you say? Time to dip into the old mailbag arena. Sounds good. I get uh, the first one here, right? Sure. Yeah. So it says, hey, guys. I'm you wondering... had enough of my reading on that la those last couple things. Yeah. Right? No, it's like nails on the chalkboard. Uh, <laughs> hey, guys, I'm wondering what 11-year-olds should be eating on the day of a game. My wife overthinks as if the kid is about to dress for an NHL game, whereas I – Try to tell her a regular meal will just be fine. Now, the boy is worried about carbs and healthy foods, so not saying the kids should be crushing Pop-Tarts all day, but a little quick burning fuel before or after uh, between games can't be bad. What, what are your think? thoughts? Yeah, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, I have a, a 10-year-old and a 12-year-old, and they just – I mean, I, I, I try to make sure they're not – eating anything too crazy before a game but i mean if they're playing in the morning it's like a bowl of cereal and some a toast or a bagel or something along those lines i mean they're not sitting down and having a turkey dinner or something but they're 10 11 years old like let them kind of eat what they want they're gonna burn it off yeah i i don't know when the age is but, yeah um you know it's funny so brian had a game tonight and in between school and the game, they went over, you know, he's at BC High. They went over the star market. He's like, I had something to eat. Um, I'm like, oh, what'd you eat before the game? He's like, oh, I was starving. I had some uh, raviolis. And I'm like, ah, probably not the best thing to eat before a game. And I'm like, what did everybody else eat? And one kid was like, one kid had an Italian sub. One kid had like, you know, uh, American chop suey and... And I'm like, ah, you know, like moving forward, like in that, you know, I know when kids get out of school, they're starving. So they're out at, say, 2.40. Game was at 5.30. Like maybe try to grab a piece of chicken or something like some protein. You know what I mean? Something that that isn't going to be so heavy in your stomach. Or, you know, if you can't get that, grab a protein bar or something along those lines that's not like big and heavy in your stomach, right? Well, I would say that just something that can fill you up, um, you know, the fuel is actually the night before, right? right. So the night before is like the, the most important meal. And if 
That's why you, you can, always had like 12 beers and a chicken palm dinner, right? Done. <laughs> <laughs> I copped it up, kid. So <laughs> at, at the end of the day, the the next meal is like, you know, just to supplement what you had the night before. So peanut butter and jellies are great. Yeah. And, and there you we go. talked we talked at length about these, but yeah, we did. We did. Yeah. yeah. yeah so there you go. Like some some toast or a bagel with peanut butter, peanut butter sandwich, peanut butter and jelly. Like, yeah, something that's not gonna be like sitting so in your stomach. Sitting but, in your stomach and you gotta take burning. a huge and you gotta take a huge dump after eating it. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't have like a, a creamy sauce or whatever the right. day of well, I couldn't, let's just say. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. So, yeah, so awesome. I mean so eleven I, years old. Yeah. I yeah, I know. So I, we kind of beat it around the bush there, but uh, I would say, uh, as far as dad's point of view, um, yeah, I, I would say you have a decent uh, handle on it, right? Don't crush pop tots, but like at that age, it's like still ugh, like who gives a crap if you're crushing pop tots, you know? Yeah. That they're gonna not not see the results, maybe like, but if you are so into it and you really care, it's the night before the uh, meal, and then you know supplementing, just like bagels and sandwiches, like you said, like you know you have good eggs in the morning, or wh- if you really want to get into it. But right. I don't think these kids really, really should be worried that hard on it. So no, they shouldn't that, be worried that, about that, it too much. Opinion. Yeah. I agree. I agree. All right. I got the next one here. Any advice on building resiliency? I have a good, maybe very good team skill wise, but when we go down, we stop playing our system and devolve into individual effort. I can't criticize their work ethic, but their decision-making goes to SHIT. Uh, like we play, like we play three great games, disciplined and are passing like the Harlem Globetrotters. But then, when we are down a goal in the third, we stop passing. We get selfish and nervous. Any advice is welcome. I have had a hard time getting mad at them because the effort and desire is there, but they don't trust each other when it matters the most. Interesting and pretty good question slash uh, comment. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. Passing, like we've talked about, is one of the most undervalued skills right now. So when you can't do it under pressure, I mean, without pressure, how can you do it with pressure, right? So it's, it's I, I feel it's just focus. So in practice, as a coach, you just make sure you stay on them about tape-to-tape passes in any drill you do, any drill. Like, like execution is going to happen, or like lack of execution, but – don't let lack of execution not happen because of lack of focus, right? So now these guys are, you know, playing in the game, and it's like, you know, it, the, like exactly what he said. Like, like when the game matters, you have to be able to execute. So, I mean, it just goes back to practice habits and then executing in the time that needs to be executed. I mean, right. that, 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 that's, it's pretty simple. It, it sounds simple, but as a coach, you need to like identify that. In right. And I think it's just, you, you just have to continue to reinforce things too. Right. Like right. during the games, I think it's anybody like it's 
it's their natural tendencies to want to like take things and take matters into their own end. And maybe you're the, you know, one of the high end guys on the team. And it's like, you know, you've been making great plays all game, but now you're a goal, you know, down by a, a goal or two. And it's like, Oh, instead of, you know, passing the puck up to, to, you know, little Johnny, I'm going to try to take it end to end. And which is almost like a, you know, a little bit of a good trait too, that you want like the puck on your stick and things like that. But you just have to, you know, reinforce to your players during the games, like, Hey, you know, we've, we've got here, we've had success by, you know, playing as a team and moving the puck and making plays like, let's not get away from it because, um, you know, back to my point, like it, it, it does happen even at the NHL level. Like it happens at, at, at every level that guys like want to just, you know, get a little, and I wouldn't even say it's like selfishness. It's just more like, Hey, I got to score. I got to be the goal. The, the, the guy that, that, gets that winning goal or that tying goal type of thing. You know what I'm trying to say? Yes. So is um, little Johnny, the guy with the puck and the guy stretching little Johnny does it all. He does it all. He does it. All. I love it. Yeah, little Johnny does it all. He does it all. You got the next one. Yeah. So we got, um, those are two good ones so far. I liked them. Yeah, no, it's, 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 um, very relevant stuff, so it's cool. no names though. Oh, they want to re- um, re- re- remain anonymous. It's fine. Um, <laughs> question for the boys in a beer league game if our goalie has an equipment malfunction, should our goalie be allowed a moment to fix it? Question mark. We had a game recently where our goalie had a strap break, he had uh, he tried to fix it, but the referees made us pull our goalie. <laughs> or, or we had to uh, forfeit. Basically, the other team was trying uh, trying to be solid guys, even though uh, to call a timeout for our guys to get his leg pad uh, fixed. They refused to let us take the timeout. <laughs> this is unbelievable. We lost the game <laughs> three to seven, which is kind oh, of oh, you yeah, can't I, say I, that. Yeah, seven, so seven three with four of those goals against on the open net. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I love the men's league. Like, it's listen, fun, it is but, fun. No, but, but, anyway, so, like, again, he referenced. I, I mean, I, I'll just kind of like give, give you my two pennies. Um, the other team was like being solid guys. Like, how do ref in a men's league? Come on, man. Like, just we're, we're looking to get a sweat. Like, if he has to go and get some duct tape to like figure something out, you know, they they can like play. You know, whatever. Like they could have a shootout. Like, I mean, like why do referees have to be their own? That that's part of the thing that this uh, they should stop. Like, why do referees have to be their own worst enemies? Like, well, you're there, you're getting paid to work. Like, you, he, he just, brought it upon himself. He brought like no wonder why people want to want to torture. Like, that's just it, it's just so stupid. Like the other <laughs> team. Is like no, no no let's just you know like we'll call a timeout like let, and then let, he wouldn't the allow them to call it down. so it's like, yeah they're like man. that's stupid it's just it, dumb yeah I mean we're all in it for the right reasons and then you can have running time uh, at the end like if the I was like closing out but like you need a goalie come on yeah it's like that that that, that it's is not just... like some dude breaking his skate lace right well, you know yeah they're trying to make the the uh but. Again, when you uh, talk about, um, you know, scoring, 
Make sure you always put the the bigger number first. Yeah. No, we understand you're on the three side, but it's not three seven. It's seven three. Yeah, you lost seven to three. Yeah, correct. Not three to seven. What <laughs> sport is that that they do that? Because you see that once in a while. Uh, Does any sports like even? No, you always say the bigger number first. Uh, yeah, but let me, maybe some European sports. But like, I I don't know. I I I would always say. No, you know, the high number first, and you yeah. lost, and you lost. Right, we get it. Yeah, uh, but no, no, I understand what he's doing, uh, or she. I, I don't know. The no, it's from. Uh, oh no, doesn't say a name. Yeah, <laughs> I love. I was, looking at, I was looking at another question. Um, all right, uh, I got the next one here. This one's from Jared. Uh, hey guys, really enjoy the show. We're relatively new to hockey, so your show has been really helpful. My son is a second-year squared who plays on the level A team for our program. He was on the bubble last spring, last spring, I'm sorry, but had a great evaluation, so we made the team. He started the season strong, earning points in the first 10 games. As a re- result, he moved from the third line to the top line. He plays the game hard and always goes to the front of the net uh, since then. Uh, since the first 10 games, he's gone pointless in the last 10. Uh, his coaches continue to praise his efforts for playing the right way, and they gave him time, but ultimately they moved him back to uh, the third line. After his game yesterday, he said he doesn't know why he isn't scoring anymore and he's getting a little frustrated. Uh, my message is always the same. Have fun, do your best, and listen to your coaches. Do you have any advice or guidance for me as as to how I can help him work through this. Is there anything I should or shouldn't be saying? Thanks, guys. Keep up the great work. And that's from Jared. Uh, thanks, Jared. Uh, uh, how old again? Uh, square A. So let's call it uh, 10. 10, 11, yeah. Um, no, they're, yeah, 10. Yeah. I just 1,000% care about he's getting good in instruction, like he said, right? You know, yeah, the, the, the coaching it, coaching isn't an issue. No. Nope. Um, so performance, who gives, who <laughs> cares, who cares if he's scoring or he isn't scoring, right? Where he's playing, like it shouldn't be an issue, right? You're getting out there every third shift. I'm saying there's probably only three lines. Mm-hmm. If there's four lines, that's kind of a joke, but um, <laughs> don't worry. It's like, it's fine. Like yeah, you, you'll find your scoring touch. You're getting chances. It's not about like you know the line that you're on, how many goals you have, the assists. This is very important for you to be a parent in this situation, and you know, kind of like talk to the kid from a parent adult point of view and say it doesn't matter. Right. Go and have fun. And score goals when you can, move the puck, play the game the right way, like the coaches have been encouraging him because he has been playing the right way. So it really doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. No. Well said. Just And, and I think uh, Jared's message to his kid is spot on. Like, just go out and have fun. And, like, points will happen. They'll come. Like, I mean, I just – I was texting with my brother the other day, and he hadn't had a point in 15 games. And then it's like – you know, he rattles off five in the next five. And like, I know it's the NHL level and it's different. And it's like, that was the longest drought of his career. And it's like, 
sometimes just puck luck's not on your side. Like it doesn't mean like the the play or, or plays that you made like were, were bad or that, you know, like, you know, the next game, like maybe a fluky shot goes in, like just keep shooting, keep having fun, keep making plays and the points will come. Like don't, don't get too worked up about it. Don't worry about goals, assists and, and things like that, especially at, at 10 years old. Yeah. At the square level, you shouldn't be worried. No, shouldn't be worried at all. Hey guys, love the show. I imagine the youth hockey landscape is different out there in CA, much different out here in CA than the East Coast. If you want to play AAA, it's very expensive. Getting on a plane to travel one to two times a month seems to be the norm. There are only a handful of clubs that field AAA teams at the PB level in the entire state. None of those clubs are down in San Diego where we currently live. My son currently plays at the AA level. Next season, he will be moving up to 14U. I have two questions. How often do AAA elite teams in the Boston area have to get on a plane to travel to play? Um, I would say, depending on the age group and, uh, you know, these did, – did they give us an age? Yeah, 14U. 14 – um, depending on the level, I would say they're probably getting on a plane and going to, to, you know, Michigan, Chicago, um, different one or two times a year. Would you yeah. agree with that? Yeah. I mean, he, he's on the double a level, but it, the triple a level is asking. So like the elite, you know, yeah. level, um, yeah. If you're traveling, to play in these top end tournaments, yeah, I would say two times a year, right? Right, the do you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. And, and you know, just re- relating it back to, um, you know, when I was down, even at the unfortunately, in these kind of non traditional hockey markets, I mean, and we've talked about it before, it, it's very, you know, there's a lot of the travel that takes place when I was you know, working for the Atlanta fire program down, um, outside Atlanta. Like we came up to Boston a couple of times. We went to, um, we went to, um, you know, I can remember going to Michigan, Toronto, obviously Quebec at, at, at certain ages. So you, you know, there's, they were doing a good amount of traveling, never mind, um, the league that they played in that required, you know, traveling down up, Florida and Huntsville and Nashville and different places like that where you'd you'd go and play a game on a Saturday, spend a night on the hotel and then two on Sunday. So um, you know, those non-traditional markets, there's, you know, the the youth hockey um isn't, you know, quite what we have here in Massachusetts. But I would say that, you know, definitely, you know, my rule kind of right now with my um you know, my peewee major team, my, you know, second year peewee and second year squirts is we, we'll do, you know, one trip a year that, that would re- require a um, travel by plane. And then, you know, a couple other tra- you know, local tournaments that you can drive to, but we're lucky enough where we're in kind of a hotbed that we don't need to do uh, a, a ton of it, I guess. Yeah. So non-traditional San Diego. I mean, you know, right. If, if, right. So Sam, like a, Sam Diego. Yeah. Uh, a little uh, Ron Burgundy. So we mm-hmm. um, second part of this is since next season will be his first year checking, 
Should I move my son to a U14 AAA minor team just so he plays against or with his own birth year, 2009? Uh, my son is on the smaller side um, in AAA. I'm sorry, AA in California's mixed birth years. There is no major minor divisions in AA. Next year will be the 2008s and 2009s playing with U14. There are some huge 08 kids. Uh, the last thing I want is for my player, my son and my player, to get hurt, injured, scared, and not want to play anymore. Let me know your thoughts. And this is thanks, San Diego, San Diego Dad. <laughs> San Diego Dad. Uh, I appreciate that. Uh, you know, that there's, there's some good stuff there. Yeah, definitely some good good stuff. I mean, I, I, I think I agree with him in his thought process that – your first year of checking to be playing at a mixed age group would be very difficult. I know, especially seeing that age group and having gone through it, um, the difference between the 2008s next year and the 2009s will be a lot of size. And some of those 2008s will be rolling into the rink with, you know, mustaches and, and hairy armpits. And the 2009s, there'll be a good chunk of them, especially his son that is on the smaller size that probably won't be entering puberty at all. So I think it's challenging enough to be, you know, starting checking at your own age group, just playing against 2009s. Never mind the fact, um, you know, playing potentially against kids that are a year older. And um, it's a funny age just having lived it and much you just did too. Like there'll be still some 2009s next year that, you know, you'll look out on the ice and, they'll look like full grown men and there'll be, you know, others that still look like they're babies. And it, it, you know, that's part of my beef with the, uh, starting the check. And so late, I think it's, it, it, kids don't learn when they're, you know, kind of similar and built like gum, Gumby out there at that first year of Bantam. It's, there's a lot of other variables out there. I think you, you, you really said it very well, BY. Um, I would just say that there was opportunity. So there's opportunity for if your son, and I'm talking to San Diego dad here, <laughs> opportunity for your son to play smarter, has to understand where the contact's coming from. And like, so there's value in playing, not scared. It's not scared, but it's alert in my opinion. And next thing you know, you can take contact and do that. So he would have to play up, meaning like in his, you know, kind of processing. Some kids can't do that um, because they'll play scared, like just scared. Like, and you, you don't want to. Well, they could potentially get hurt. I mean, correct. That's... Right. So, so you have to know your kid. You have to understand the situation. You want to put him in a, a position to succeed always, but you, it could be a challenge time as well. That, that's what I'm saying. Um, and to your point, though, there's dudes with, you know, you know, the, their mustaches and their, you know, they got buckwheat and a headlock. And it's like <laughs> Kevin McHale armpit here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so it, it is a, a apparent decision. But, you know, you made a great point, And I just wanted to, like, kind of throw the other side in there. You know, it, it could challenge. Um, the player, the kid, to elevate as well. So, right. 
but you don't want them to be timid out there. And not a chance. So it, it's really you just got to know um, your guy and, and figure it out. But yeah, well, I think it's time for a voicemail. This voicemail is brought to you by Franklin Street Hockey, the official ball and street hockey partner of the National Hockey League. For anyone in or around the Boston area, Franklin Sports will be hosting their final warehouse sale at their headquarters in Stoughton, Mass. This Saturday, December 18th, March, you loved the warehouse sale as a kid. Uh, save up to 80% off on a variety of sporting goods while supplies last, hockey included. Visit franklinsports.com slash warehouse sales. Uh, warehouse sale for more details. Again, because I butchered that. Uh, visit franklinsports.com slash warehouse sale for more details. Um, March, you love the warehouse. Yeah, I was right up the street from where I grew up. We'd go up there, and honestly, like like Franklin. Hey, here's your Christmas th- list. This <laughs> is what you're getting. You uh, ain't getting the drum set of the dog, buddy. Uh, not a chance. But I will say, we'll say, pick Frank- whatever you want off the Franklin <laughs> warehouse sale rack. I I got Franklin gifts at Christmas as well as a young kid, and this is amazing that we were able to. Uh, you know, be, you know, a spot. I mean, they're a sponsor of ours and we're a partner of theirs. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, I will absolutely swing by that warehouse sale and just pick up a couple of things for the uh, stock and stuff is slash under the tree. See you later. <laughs> awesome. All right. We got a voicemail teed up. Hey, boys, what's up? This is Lance. I'm out in prep roll. B.Y., I got some ties to Charlestown. My grandmother grew up a few streets down from uh, from where your dad and your uncles grew up. And uh, Moss, my other grandfather, used to change oil down at George's garage for many years. But listen, hey, seriously, I need – what's your opinion on dropping the myth at an alumni game? Do you look stupider for doing it or stupider for losing? Look forward to hearing from you. Long time, long time. I love the long time. Yeah. Yeah. Love the long time, long time. I love the call. Lance, he's hitting Charlestown. He's hitting Avon. Uh, he knows all about your famous spot, George's Garage. Uh, I have no idea where Pepperell is. Do you? But Pepperell? All right. So if you're driving up, you get into New Hampshire, and the next thing you know, it's like, hey, Pepperell Mass is right here. Yeah. By the way, like you snuck into New Hampshire, but you, you got to sneak back into Pepperell. Okay. Yeah. Right. No. So so it's it's like uh, ninety three north. So uh, at the end, uh, route three. I'm sorry, route three. You, you're going up past Chelmsford and up that way. But um, I love the call. And uh, unbelievable. I, I mean, I think Mott's. So you, you think I, I think he's talking about like basically a high school alumni game here. Do you agree or, or you yeah. you're not? You do you th- you don't think he's talking about like a Bruins alumni game? No, I mean, like, I, I can talk about both. But... I was going to say, why don't you talk a little bit about both? I mean, I, I'll, I'll say my two cents. If he's talking about a high school alumni game that he's going back for, which I think that's what it is. Sure. Like, you, I don't think you go out looking for a beef, but if it happens, like, you better show up and win. You know what I mean? And then you can walk around with your chest puffed out that night when you go back to the, you know, 
Pepperell Bar and Grill, and you're showing off to your ex girlfriend, and you know whatever, like you hey, your, your varsity jacket. Yeah, like Lance Romance still got it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so that would be my takeaway from it. Well, you can't lose. So to answer his question, you can't lose, and you're not a donkey for getting in a fight for the right reason, right? Like if if there's some garbage going on, and you want to like dance, like you know, I'm sure there might be some you know beefs that happened back in the day or oh was, yeah i didn't even think about that yeah, so, so, so so there's some some settle uh some scores to be settled the dude just foiling up he's like this guy yeah he talked to my girlfriend shadow like, boxing in the, <laughs> the night before like he's yeah, training yeah. for this alumni game with ufc fighters <laughs> geometry class eight in the morning he like yeah. hit on my girl yeah, like, yeah, whatever. Kids at, stole at, my lunch money. Yeah, so at the end of the day, I would say that the um, the show up, if it's correct, but you can't lose. Um, you know, the, the, <laughs> I, I I was thinking like the bees alumni as well, like an alumni game, like not a chance that you get in a fight. But like if you know it raises more money, then so be it. You know, it, you don't throw it to hurt. You know, in a charity game. But alumni game, like uh, high school or college, wherever you're at, and something happens, you can't lose. Can't. No. No way. Well, keep the calls coming. Let us know how the fight goes, too. Yeah, I love it, Lance. <laughs> love Thanks it. for the call, kid. And, yeah. and by the way, George's Garage is legit. Is it still open? Yeah. It was right oh. down the street from my, my dad's shop. All right. All right uh all right we got a uh what do we got here we got a couple more uh hey guys uh love the podcast and love what you're doing i was watching a mike team scrimmage against a square team when i heard the mike coach call one of his players a puck hog in front of everyone now this coach didn't say a word when two of his defensemen tried going coast to coast and wound up turning the puck over at the red line which left their goalie high and dry to face two uh two to three players another coach mentioned to me he didn't know why the might coach called out one kid uh when he was when he leads the team in assists is the might coach a donkey or what um yeah you have to have the same message for yeah. for all i mean you might have some you know more skilled better players whatever but like you can't uh have mixed, mixed messages right right it, it's like a, as a coach you just have to be the kind of voice whether it's your kid uh the best player or the worst player like promote the right message right and it's never good to be like probably if these people overheard it like blurting out like oh you're a puck hog like if anything if the kid is hogging the puck a little too much like grab him, pull him aside and talk to him about moving the puck. But also, like you said, you've also got to relay the same message to the two defensemen that are going coast to coast and turning the pucks over. Like you can't have, like you just said, Mott's, you know, you, you can't have different messages all the way around here, but to be screaming out, um, if you're screaming out, stop being a puck hog to one kid, then yeah, basically uh, I'm not going to, I don't know the guy. I'm not going to say he's a complete donkey, but it's a donkey move. Yeah, it's a donkey move if you're not like legit knowing or uh, have a good feel for exactly what's going on. So, 
Um, I'm, I'm sure there's some emotion uh, on the side of the the puck hog uh, called parent, right? Um, I, I would like to say something about, uh, you know, my best buddy, uh, Kevin Caulfield. Mm-hmm. He's a high pot kid, and he was fat when he was younger. And he would, ha- and he would have to like, and he had good hands, and he would stick handle through the each play like, like twice because he couldn't skate as well, or whatever. And parents were yelling at him, "Puck hog, puck hog, move the puck!" And he is yelling back at the parents. <laughs> <laughs> so if you know anyone knows Kevin Caulfield or KC as is, as he's known, um, like you'll appreciate that story. He's and, screaming back at him. Oh, no, he's screaming back at the parents. Like I, mean, I, I can't repeat, but um, you know. And then he grew. He, he grew into like six uh, two, and he could skate great. And you know, we played it uh, together at BC at there in BC and roommates and whatnot. But uh, when he told me that story, high fuck nonsense. It was so fun. Like oh, yeah. awesome. <laughs> he was probably chirping back at the parents, like, "Yeah, well, if your kids didn't suck, I'd pass it to them." Exactly. <laughs> That's pretty much what he was saying back. But, uh, so, oh, exactly. So I work good. with his brother Timmy. Oh my god, absolute oh, musician. So beautiful. Oh, uh, maybe we should get KC on and talk to him about his pregame meals when he was eleven. Oh, man, he was probably whacking back like steak and cheeses and stuff like that if he was a little on the hefty size yeah well uh his mom kathy his dad uh kev big kev um we would definitely uh stock the fridge with uh everything that you shouldn't eat oh say. they had a good there was nothing better than going to somebody's house oh, with so good bad. snacks i so know good. i had terrible snacks as a kid <laughs> so I uh yeah no I would love to get him on uh, he, he might be a p- potential sponsor too like he's uh he's working in the real estate uh, industry and he's a hockey guy and he um he has this new um kind of like program or um you know it, it's it's a program for uh, uh brokers that uh, is coming out and he's a big part of it so we'll, we'll we'll chat with him but it would be awesome to have him on either way so. Yeah, he's part of that gr- compass group, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah, I see him. See him around uh, s- the salty area. That's for sure. He's crushing it over there. So that's good. Glad he grew out of that chunky phase too. <laughs> no, uh, I mean, well, speaking of which, March, you want to talk about cross country mortgage? If you own a home and you haven't looked into refinancing financing in a while, have a uh, quick chat with our friend Chris Devon. See if it makes sense for you. Many people don't understand the impact that a refinance can have on your monthly savings or overall wealth. Devo may be able to help you save on a monthly basis so you can put some more money into savings or other projects. Check them out at chrisdevin.com, and he and the team at Cross Country can let you know if they can save you some money. Cross Country Mortgage, LLC, NMLS, number 47305. Awesome. Yeah. Once again, thanks to Devo and, and his crew. Uh, we do get a little vocab sec- segment here, um, mods that people sent us in. So uh, we can just go back and forth. So a bender. Uh, guy that can't skate properly, but then a guy that can skate that is very bad, let's just say. <laughs> 
So yeah, ankles kind of like touch the ice. Yeah, but you can call a guy a bender if he's not a good player and he thinks he's be- he's better than he is or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's like a twofold uh, kind of derogatory term. Right. Yeah. Yeah, dude, you're a bender. Yeah, you're a bender kid. It's kind of the opposite of the next one, which is a beauty. Yeah, so I would say um, on and off the ice, how you conduct yourself, whether you're making good plays, scoring goals, doing male stripper dances in the locker room, <laughs> bringing the beers in the men's, men's league, whatever it is, uh, those might you know, kind of uh, lead you, you to be a beauty. Yeah, it might get you the beauty status. All right, chirp. Uh, a chirp is... I mean, just just trash talking like you just you 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 know can be called a chirp. You giving it to somebody. Uh, it's basically just giving your opponent some some heat, some a little bit of shit for what he's doing. Whether he, you know you're calling him a bender or yeah, yeah dude, you're, you're not a beauty. That's yeah, for sure. Um, All right, so I'll just say one of the best say chirps, I guess. Uh, did you have a did, do you have a good chirp that happened in your uh, playing days? Because I like I I have one quick one. You have one that you remember? Yeah. I, oh my god, one just came to my head. Let me think about it and tell yours. All right. So, um, my first game in Boston. Um, so I'm playing in the NHL for you know it was a long time coming. Uh, you know, put my time in whatever. I'm wicked wicked excited. And uh, what's his name? Mark Savard hits me, kind of like, you know, hits me. And then I'm like, you know, whatever. Was he on your team? No, no. He's with Boston. I'm with New Jersey. Oh, you were playing. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, sorry. I thought you meant when you said this, I thought you were saying that you were on Boston. No, no. Yeah. yeah. So uh, this is my first time playing in Boston. uh, As an opponent. Even as a visitor. Yeah. So I end up hitting him into the boards like pretty good like you know so he hit me early in the shift and then i like you know just stretched to like make a little more of a hit so then there was like a hand pass there was a whistle right so he's like he's like who who, who are you who are you and i'm standing in front of that bench and i'm like i'm the guy that has played as many nhl playoff games as you Oh, you gave Zero. it back to him. Zero. <laughs> Yeesh. Wow. So Sean Thornton is dying laughing, right? Like, because, like, I know Thornton from, you know, years Yeah, prior. being around, yeah. Right. But he loved it. You know, because he was like a punk, mock, mock survived, like, unbelievable player. Unfortunately, with concussions and whatnot, like, he, um, his, his career got uh, cut short. But that was, that was my chirp back to him. So that's a chirp. So you were prepared? Not really. I just came off the cuff, kid. Wow, that's good. I I, I didn't think of it, and I I kind of was like pretty loosey goosey on the ice. Like I, you know, it didn't matter. So this just popped to my into my head. Two of them. One was I was playing at BU. I lined up for a face off. I was a defenseman, and the backup goalie for BU. I, I don't remember his name, but like. Obviously, I had buddies on BU, Witt, Kenny Roach, Sean Sullivan, Brian McConnell, like all these guys. Like I knew all these guys. And the backup goalie, who wasn't even like the backup, he was like the recruited walk-on kid. You know what I mean? Like so, And I kind of knew him 
a little bit. He said something to me. I forget exactly what it was. Probably like, oh, Yandel, you suck. But, but, you know, nice pizza last game or, you know, last shift or whatever. And I looked at him and I was just like, what, dude? I'm like, you're the backup goalie. Like, you're, you know, you're absolutely like I undressed the kid like up and down. Like this is all at a face off. I forget exactly. I get it. I'm going out with uh, with Rochi and Wit Saturday night. I'm going to ask them exactly what I said because they would remember. And this kid would. All you could see was like Rochi, Sean Sullivan, the, dude. They like were burst out laughing because this kid thought he was going to get me, and yeah, it just it it, it, it on, yeah it backfired quickly. And then another one like speaking of you know it was kind of funny chirps like like i said i didn't really like i you know i would talk to guys during the game and like i was like loosey goosey out there you know what i mean i played kind of relaxed and Nettie haven was at bc and um we so we line up for a face off whatever reason i'm like standing next to him and yorkie was obviously like wound kind of tight you know what i mean he didn't want like Nettie interacting with me during the game you know what i mean so yeah just chatting it up and so i i line up next to him in the face off i'm like netty and i'm like yelling it loud i'm like did you bring your bag and he's like what and i'm like did you bring your bag and he's like dude i don't know what you're talking i'm like your sleepover bag i'm like dude we got a big party tonight I'm like, no you're way. staying over this and that. And, <laughs> and all you can hear is like, York. And I think Nettie at the time was like Grimes. on the floor. He's like, Grimes, Nettie. Nettie, stop talking to him. And, and he's like, he's like, BY, stop, stop. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm like I, got, I got my bag. I yeah. got my bag. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it was, it was, uh, it was pretty funny. It was, it was good that, uh, you know, it was, it's just like two ones that point, you know, I remember because obviously friends are involved and they probably could tell the stories better than me because I kind of forget them. But So you uh, mentioned uh, as you were chatting uh, about the backup goalie, but a pizza is the next one. So like, like, Oh, was it? Yeah, no. So, so he's, mean, he's chatting you up being like, hey, nice pizza last game. What's a pizza? Uh, a turnover, like just throwing a pizza up the middle. Serve it up, kid. Serve it up. You put on, you know, a nice large cheese through the middle. For- right. Yeah, for that guy to just walk right into and put in the back of my net. Right. Yeah. So you don't want to throw pizzas like no. you, a- anywhere on the ice. But um, and then the last it's one. It's not. Here. It's not rink steak. No, rink steak's the best. I love buddy. Rink steak's <laughs> the, the real pizza that you get at the snack bar. So we got muffin, uh, and then Mott's muffin. Yeah, muffin is uh, <laughs> Mott's muffin speaks for itself. It's basically when you don't shoot the puck hard. Yeah, like you don't. It's uh, it's so funny. Like a muffin is like a beautiful little pastry in the morning. Like I had one this morning, and <laughs> what kind? Know, now it's like a derogatory term when it comes to like shooting the puck. I'm like, oh man, like that kind of stinks, but. You pop a little muffin towards the net, and I'm proud to have a muffin because I could get it through. There you it's go. All, it's all about getting it through. And I will I will mention the um, Brodeur story um, okay. that I had. So he chirped you for having a mu- muffin? Oh, big time. And it, it's, like, embarrassing. So <laughs> every uh, pregame skate, the D would um, – have three pucks at the blue line, just inside the blue line, two slap shots and a breakaway, 
right? So he had to um, do his rebound control. So it's a point system. So if it was inside the house, like we've talked about the house. So if his rebound was bad, then we get a point. It was a half a point, but there was like an over under, and he had backing from the uh, the forwards. So it was like twenty bucks a guy. It was like it was it was a legitimate thing every single you know game. So anyway, I take it my, as hard as I can. Slap shot. I have a bad lie muffin, right? He kicked it into the stands. <laughs> okay. Right? No, because he saw it coming from like. That's like, oh, rebound no. control. That's bonus points. <laughs> exactly. The next one, though, I shot as hard as I could. He kicked it and caught it. Like he kicked it up into his glove. I'm like, like he's obviously one of the best, probably the best goalie to ever play. He is the best goalie. Yeah. But then I went down, you know, Quincy Shinny in the feet, like made him look stupid on the breakaway. And he shot the puck at me. Because I, I I put him in a pretzel and and scored, and I'm like, dude, you're you're making me look like a piece of whatever, you know. It's like you know, and um, it's safe so, to say though he was one of the best like to ever play the puck. So he probably didn't have a muffin, and you probably couldn't like. No, catch he it fired it at me. Legit hit the glass, and when I'm like, <laughs> I, like, like I, I wasn't pumping or anything, but like like I was like, oh my goodness, the <laughs> puck came flying by my head and hit the glass. I'm like, oh, it's unbelievable. So uh that's a great proto story. Yeah, but the long story of it is, you know, my muffin was manageable by one of the best players to ever play the position. Yeah, you helped him become a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Like we talked to Brian Noonan about last week. It was just uh you know, he he was the guy. Yeah. He brought all the Hall of Famers together. Every team if you look at his rosters, go used do like that he played on, he played with like 20 hall of fame players yeah throughout his career but the best part like we did it on the uh on, on instagram that's noonan's goal and right. mass mass legit admitted it like 20 years later he did oh yeah, yeah i didn't even like, want to bring he, it up because noonan brian would never i know he, he never would say anything but like i mean i don't know how the puck went in but like he was the last one to like to touch it yeah, yeah, but put it towards the net, and right, right. You know, it was just kind of like it, it was just kind of a weird play. But I love, I love that no one. It's like, yeah, that's Mess's goal. I'm at Mess's goal, all set. You know, yeah. that's so what it, happens when you mess. Yeah, so um, good. That's but great. yeah, so that, that yeah, the the muffin is uh, not a very high shot. Right? No, yeah, it's it's more or less like if you're walking down the ring, the 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 wing, or even at the point, and you just take a shot on the net and the goalie just handles it really easy. Like I always, you know, you, you kind of joke with the kids like, dude, nice muffin. You know what I mean? And yeah. The, they, the other, other thing as coaches you can say is like, Hey, he's warmed up. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to warm him up. <laughs> oh, exactly. Oh, that's great. Uh, all right. Mott. So good show. Um, once again, if you want to support the BY 09 Terriers team and, uh, Help us get to the queue. Uh, contact me directly, and it's like we talked about before. It's a pretty expensive trip, and you know I feel bad even kind of doing this, but we're trying to uh, help help offset offset the cost for uh, all the families that are going, and and you know so everybody can have a, a good experience. So reach out to me or reach out to the shrinks accounts, and uh, if you're able to join or you know help us uh in our journey that would be greatly appreciated uh once again 
Uh, it's getting tight to Christmas time, but uh, you know those guys said they'd do their best to get any Christmas presents uh, to you. You can order um, Rink Shrinks merch at rinkshrinks21.itemorder.com/sale. Uh, that's obviously can be found in our Instagram bio as well. Um, keep up the good work. The questions, the emails. Uh, once again, um, you know you can hit us up at. The Rink Shrinks on Instagram, uh, Twitter, at Rink Shrinks, uh, and fill up that voicemail just like uh, Lance Romance did. And, Unbelievable, uh, by the way. Yeah, that uh, was great. Pepperell. Everyone's peppy and pepperel. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, or you can continue to email any questions, rinkshrinks at gmail.com. Um, once again, thanks to the sponsors, uh, Franklin Street Hockey, TSR Hockey, Cross Country Mortgage, and Skit Scott. Uh, what do you say, Dave? Cue the Rinch Shrinks Shuffle.